uncovering your truth and fire one conversation at a time. This is the Spitfire Podcast. The Spitfire Podcast is brought to you by the Spitfire Coach based in Washington, D.C. If you'd like to put the fun back in your business or the passion back in your career, head on over to spitfirecoach.com, schedule a 15-minute discovery call, and see how coaching can fire you up. Before we get started on today's show, I am super excited to announce our first ever sponsor of this podcast. I've been running it since November and I made the decision to add a sponsor and I went after my favorite company that has made my business so much easier. It's Acuity Scheduling and if you are working with any clientele that needs to schedule time, pay for things, classes, whatever it is, it is an amazing solution. Everything is synced in my calendar. They get alerts and reminders and they can go ahead and reschedule things on their own because how annoying is it to go back and forth saying what time works for you? Nope, that time doesn't work for me. This has made my life so much easier, saved me so much time and money. I don't have to hire a virtual assistant now and it makes me look super duper professional. So if you need to simplify your business, head on over to acuityscheduling.com. We will have the link in the show notes and on the website at spitfirepodcast.com. Check them out. I think it's like 10 bucks a month and you can customize it with your branding. It's awesome. I'm going to stop bragging about them because I think they're blushing. What's going on, guys? We are on episode 43. Time flies when you're having fun. And yes, I'm alluding to the topic of today's show and also in honor of our new sponsor, Acuity Scheduling. I want to put today's focus on time, specifically your relationship with it. I've been asked to speak on a bunch of panels now, which has been really interesting, all about productivity, time management, decision-making, how we say no. And I realize that I kind of like time and I kind of like talking about it. So we're going to do that today. And now I know a lot of you don't share that sentiment. And in fact, time and the mere word of it, the sound of it, probably creates some anxiety and stress. So I want to dive into your relationship with time. How is time working for you or working against you in your job? in your relationships, in your business, in the way that you enjoy your, enjoy yourself outside of those things. We have this idea of, you know, whether it's seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, where we segment ourselves into feeling limited by time. And we can think that way. Uh, we can also maximize it. We can look at it as a way to create a structure for us to compartmentalize or to sense when we feel inspired to do things. So back in, I was doing some some peeling back in my blog, and if you had a chance to read it or you didn't, I did a 100-day blog challenge um, beginning of September of last year. I can't believe we're almost at a year of that. And I started it as a way of busting out of my writer's block. I had stopped writing for a year and just kind of needed to shake myself up. So I gave myself a challenge to do a 30-day blog challenge. And I thought I was a little nuts, um, but I basically gave myself this challenge of how do I post every day something that's relevant to me and, and stay committed to it. And I realized that the key component of this was time management. And I tried to strong arm myself and say, you will write every day at this time for this many minutes and it's gonna be fun, goddammit. 
But I realized that I'm kind of a rebel and I don't like listening to rules. So what I did is I listened to my body and I listened to my creativity speaking and I found myself waking up at like 6 a.m. or like getting up at 10 a.m. I sleep in on the weekends and using a block of two hours to crank out three, four, five uh, not podcast, uh, blogs. And so what I would do outside of that time is I would come up with topics that I was really interested in. So once I wrote something, it would lead into another topic. And so I didn't give myself harsh rules, but I used the leverage of my energy in that time to be creative. So I'm looking back now, I did a search on my 100 day blog challenge and the topic of it is time is it on your side. And what I did is I looked at I think three or four different profiles and how people deal with time. And I think this is really fitting because I'm, I'm super obsessed with Gretchen Rubin. And if you haven't read her book, The Four Tendencies, I highly recommend it. It's this book that focuses on how we deal with internal and external expectations. And I don't know them off the top of my head because I always forget the first one, which is the one that my mom is. Um, but I'm a questioner where I only listen to my internal expectations and I question all the external. So basically, if someone tells me what to do, I question it like, why are we doing it that way? Why is it that important? Do we actually need to do it? Uh, there's also a, rebell- a, a rebel who says no to all of it. Um, and I have some friends who do this, so it's really challenging for them to get motivated if there's any expectation on it. Um, and then there is the, uh, the obliger. And I have a lot of clients who come in like this where they look for the external um, influence to, to gravitate them towards doing things. So they're not necessarily listening to themselves. So we end up building some tools there. So anyway, I was influenced without actually having read her book, but I feel like it fits in really well with this. So I'm going to read you the blog and then I'm also going to attach the link in the show notes so you can read it for yourself. Uh, You can look through it again and see which one you fit in uh, the best. And if I'm wrong, then you can argue with me too. I'm totally down with that. Tick tock, tick tock. Do you feel the pressure rising? Are your palms sweating? Do you feel like you need to be somewhere or do something? Tick tock, Tick tock. It's time to talk about time and your relationship with it. Are you early for everything? Do you arrive as things begin? Or is start time up for interpretation? Let's explore how you manage your seconds, minutes, hours, and days, and what options you have to shift your relationship with time. Let's start with the early arrivers. That's me, if you didn't know. I love getting places early and setting up while allowing for unexpected delays or detours. Those almost never happen, but in case they do, I'm ready for it. If I have a client session at 10 a.m., I'm usually where I need to be five to 10 minutes before the start time. It almost becomes a game to see if I can get to where I need to be at the exact time, which is almost impossible if you live in D.C., by the way, because metro, hello, and traffic Um, But side note, scooters are amazing. So the pros of this is it shows that I respect your time by getting there before our agreed upon time. And it also shows that I have a clear schedule and I'm super efficient. So if I'm planning for contingencies, I'm not feeling stressed in chasing down my schedule or being in response or reaction to other people's judgments of me being late. Now the cons... 
I'm probably going to judge you if you're late or if you don't share a similar belief system around time. I can feel disrespected if you don't indicate you're going to be late prior to the time you're late. So nothing is worse than if I'm sitting there, it's past the time that we're meeting and I hear nothing until 15 minutes later about you being late or not checking in at all and waiting for me to call you. And also, when you don't respect the time of a meeting, it creates a huge frustration and annoyance and can really distract from the intention and the goal of us meeting. And I know that I'm talking about myself, but I think this is very pertinent in corporate America where you have people who are very, uh, that value time and that are very schedule specific and overbook. Um, And this may be prominent in people who are high strung around being on time. And so I wrote this about a year ago, and I have to say that I've probably laxed up a lot um, with my meditations and with chilling out and, and loosening the reins a bit on time. Um, the, the issue with, I think, early arrivers are the people who make everyone crazy to be on their schedule. So if they say that you have to be somewhere at 10 and it's quarter to nine and they're putting everyone in the car and it's only 15 minutes away, your overuse of being an early arriver drives everyone else nuts. So next up is the on-time arrivers. Now this group gets going along pretty well with the early arrivers as they have a pretty good grasp on their schedule and allow for contingencies in their schedule. At times they may arrive five minutes late, but never more and communicate what's going to happen. They get to where they need to be with no wasted time sitting and waiting for the meeting to start. Super duper efficient people. Now the pros They're typically on time and upfront about scheduling delays, and they're super efficient with time. The cons, delays will undoubtedly creep up and throw them off their game, which completely throws them for a loop. They get stressed, they freak out. Uh, Or they may be judging other people who are super early or super late. Um, So it all depends in in the value around time. If you're an on-timer, if you kind of like living on the edge, this is where you sit. But it it can be fun to kind of turn this into a game. And I think I probably am now more an on-time arriver, Um, although I do like earliness too. Now, the Johnny-come-latelys. I seem to attract these. I don't know about you, but if you're a very prompt person, we tend to challenge ourselves by having people who don't share our our same values around this. So this has been my little internal uh, challenge it's not even internal, it's external. The relationships I have have definitely followed along these these people. So Johnny come lately's. Um, they get sucked into projects or thoughts, and before they know it, they're late. They typically see the me time as the ballpark time they should leave the house or start getting ready. There is plenty of time. There's no need to rush. It's all good. Now the pros, they're relaxed and not rushed by meeting start times. Usually creative-centric people And they will come up with a good laugh about why they're late. And they expect you to laugh along with it. Now the cons, they completely piss off early arrivers and annoy the on-timers. They usually don't do well in corporate settings that value time. Their late arrivals tend to create arguments or sentiments of not caring for their partner. So if you're someone who values time and you have someone like this in your life, you may take it personally or a personal attack about you and your relationship with them if they're late all the time. So what do we do with these three profiles? So what do we do with these three profiles? If you're an early arriver, know who you're meeting with and bring a book or something to work on 
if the individual is typically late. So if you're working with someone who is a Johnny come lately, make sure that you're able to maximize on your time. If someone is chronically late, either leave later yourself or pad in the time and schedule uh, with the time for the other party to meet you. So you're either having them think that you're meeting earlier or you leave later. The key piece is don't take it personally if someone doesn't share your affinity for second counting. And remember, it's not about you. Now, if you're an on-timer, add five to 10 minutes onto your travel time to keep your perfect attendance record flawless. If you have extra time, feel free to get coffee. You deserve it. For Johnny-come-latelys, treat start times as a deadline that you will get fired over if you don't arrive. It's amazing. If you have a make-or-break moment, most times Johnny-come-latelys will be there. Let's say a wedding or uh, a gig or something that's really important to you, you will show up on time. You might be a little bit late, but you're not going to be hours late. Put yourself in the other two profile shoes. So think about the early arrivers and the on-timers. What do you think they feel about how you value the relationship by not respecting their time? How would you feel if someone was late or didn't show up? A little objective empathy may help to light a fire under your butt to salvage those critical relationships. If you're going to be late, let people know as soon as you know. And that's the big thing between all of these profiles. Communication. If you arrive early, let them know you arrive early. Let them know you're there but also don't expect them to share the same value. Make sure you're prepared to make the best out of your day, the best out of your time, so you can take care of yourself before you start pointing the finger at other people for ruining your day and your time. Now, time just keeps happening, but it's up to you what you do with it. So I hope that you maximize your day. I hope you communicate your day, and I hope that you release yourself from the outcomes and the judgments that come with time. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you have a topic suggestion, head on over to spitfirepodcast.com. Let me know. Leave some comments. Pass it along. Make sure you're subscribed. Oh, and make sure you get a copy of Spitting Fire. It's now on Amazon. And for all the Spitfires out there, keep being awesome. <laughs>